Happy New Year's everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the new podcast, Rugby Unlimited. I'm Shane and I will be looking through the games that happened over the Boxing Day weekend, as well as new stories that have come about recently. Firstly, Bristol got the win at the Stoop. Um, it is a bit of a cliche, is it? But um, it was a game of two halves. Um, in the first half, Bristol couldn't take the chances that they created themselves. While in the second half, they did. They scored three tries, got the bonus point to win. While Queens, they were staff of possession and territory early on. But when they were given the offer, they took the threes when it came about. When it came about. So, halftime was nine points to five. Um, the Bristol made it clear early on that they won the bonus point win. Uh, Stephen Luatua never took the three kept telling his kicker Callum Shidi to take the um, take the kick to the corner when it was uh, on offer. And Rugby Pass released this article uh, of what Pat Lamb did. Basically at half time he opened the door, they went out to the bus and said to his players, there are two doors you can choose if you are going to continue playing like that, not as the best but as individuals, then just step on the bus. But if you want to go out there, go back out there and play as the best because we were woeful for the first 40 minutes. Um, now, Petlam has changed how Bristol has really played. He has brought a real culture amongst Bristol. Um, obviously, Bristol weren't really real contenders 10 years ago. But now, they made it to the semi-finals last, in last year's Premiership. They won the Challenge Cup, so... They are surely a team to look out for in this year's Premiership, as well as the captaincy of Stephen Luatua, ex-All Black. Definitely bring a real culture and boy, they run it out from anywhere, don't they? They will run the ball out from the 22 if you ask them to. Like their Pierce O'Connor's try against Connect in the Champions Cup second round. They, they ran it out from their own, possibly in their own half. And that's, that's what we want to see. We want to see running rugby. Um, Stephen Luatua um, created a try in the second half. He started on his uh, premiership comeback for Bristol. Um, now, Bristol, their game against Newcastle this weekend was on the verge of being cancelled. However, um, of course, this is due to, however it is going on, but this is due to um, six COVID cases that has come about, not necessarily COVID cases, but um, close contacts through the contact tracing. Um, so, Ian Thomas, Will Capon, John Afoa, Jake Wilmore, Brian Bryn, Max Lehiff. These six players are ruled out for the game against Newcastle. Um, well, for the Quins, they also um, had some problems and in fact, their game is cancelled. The game against Worcester. Uh, uh, they are unable to fill a team for the game. Um, I presume it is unable to fill a fit front row. Uh, after one COVID case through PCR testing, routine testing, and another six players were ruled out um, through contact tracing. So the Queens has stood down training for a week. Anyways... Um, 
we can look at this. How has COVID really affected rugby? Like the points allocation and all of that. For the Premiership, obviously we should know that um, the team that is responsible, if a game is cancelled, the team that is responsible for the loss, or for the cancellation of the game rather, they'll get two points while the other team gets four. For the Curry Cup, the points are split evenly, two apiece. While for the Champions Cup and Challenge Cup, the team that was not responsible for the cancellation of the game gets five points, a bonus point win, while the other team gets zero. Now, Toulon and Scarlets, they were set to play last weekend. However, the game was cancelled virtually on the morning of the game. And it was a, there was a whole drama about this. What happened was that Scarlets had one COVID case. However, everyone was tested during the week and the Welsh government was happy for training to uh, or for, for training to continue and subsequently for the game to continue. However, Toulon, they were not happy and basically they just uh, scrapped the game. They didn't want to play the game, so they went back to France. This game is in Wales, of course. They went back to France. Perhaps they did they did things differently back in France. We never know. Um, Scarlets, who had a COVID case, they were given the bonus point win, ironically. Um, because Toulon were the one that didn't want to play the game. Albeit, it was Scarlets that had COVID cases. Um, now, is the, will the winners and all the games really be credible? The Western Province boss, the Curry Cup Western Province boss, has called for a points review system where it possibly the integrity of the tournament. Um, I think in four to five years' time, if you look back on this season, this very current season, um, people will know that there was an unprecedented year. There will just be an asterisk next to it. The winner may not really be the most deserving team, possibly, maybe, maybe not. But people may will just remember that there were a lot of cancelled games that year and a lot of possibly drama happened that we don't want but had to happen. But anyways, we'll move on to the next thing on the agenda. Um, there have been calls of rugby becoming boring, where there's too much kicking. Um, this came about during the Autumn Nations Cup, where teams just kept kicking into the opposition 22 and trying to force a turnover and get the try or try and win a penalty and get the and try and kick the three points, or maybe even go for the corner. Uh, this was probably caused by the Springboks kicking a lot during the Rugby World Cup in 2019 because they won, they went on to win it, so people may have adopted uh, Razi Erasmus, the Springboks, the Springboks coach. They may have adopted his tactic. Um, it's a bit of conservativity as well. Now, personally, I don't think if you want to win a title, if you, if you want to win the Six Nations Grand Slam or Six Nations title, you can't win it by just kicking, unfortunately. Um, how can we counter this? Um, well, in Super Rugby AU, they made this rule by where this 50-22 rule, it may not really help that much, but there's this 50-22 rule where it encourages tactical kicking and not just aimless kicking where if you're in your own 22 and you kick it out in your opposition 50, not on the full, you will get the line out. Or if you're in your own half and you kick it into the opposition 22, not on the full, 
you also get the line-out. Uh, the Western Force in their Rapid Rugby competition a few years back, they made this rule where if you run the ball from your own 22 and in one play and you go on to score the try, you will get a super try. You will get possibly a 8, 9, maybe even 10 point try. Possible ways, but we'll see um, in the future how teams want to go about their game plan and tactics. Next. The f- in the Austin Nations Cup final, the first team French players were not allowed to play in the final. Um, this is due to the contract that, that between the, t- the national team as well as the top 14 teams where uh, you cannot play more than a certain amount of games. So people or other critics were saying that um, the first team was the one that helped France get to the final but they can't even play in the final. So um, so people like Antonio Dupont, Roman Antomac, they all couldn't even... Um, they weren't even allowed to play. And Dupont and, and Antomac are probably the best 9-10 combo in the world, comparable to New Zealand's 9-10 combo of Smith and Moanga. Uh, Aaron Smith and Richie Moanga. Um, but yes, the second French team push England all the way to extra time but eventually lost it but people are saying wow if the first French team played it could be a very very different story but yes uh, France will just have to look on to the Six Nations in 2021 and just just play that possibly and I would say they are probably favourites to lift the Six Nations title at this very moment um, possibly big favourites as well to go into Rugby World Cup 2023. Um, however, um, Antomac, Roman Antomac is in doubt for the Six Nations, or at least for the starting part of the Six Nations, after he had a jaw injury during Toulouse's win over Bordeaux um, re- last weekend in the, in the top 14 competition. Um, he may not um, reach full fitness before um, Six Nations comes in February but obviously it's unfortunate but um, one thing is that France do have a lot of depth in their 10 position um, France have four capped fly halves under the age of 25 so and the two fly halves that started and came off the bench in the Autumn Nations Cup final were probably pretty decent to be fair, so they have a lot of depth, but Roman Antomac, he is definitely the starting, or rather the best hand in France, started the Rugby World Cup quarter-final, so at 21 years old, so definitely um, a bit worrying signs for France. Anyways, next on, um, ex-rugby players have fought concussion lawsuits against governing bodies as well as governing unions. Um, it has uh, concussion has caused early onset dementia for people in their forties. The English prop, who is a rugby World Cup winner in two thousand and three, has said that he can't remember going to Australia in two thousand and three and winning the rugby World Cup. Uh, obviously, pe- these players want better protocols in place uh, if there's a possible hit, not concussion, um, especially in this day and age. However, I will have to say that in nowadays in club rugby, super rugby, 
uh, International Rugby Six Nations Rugby Championship. The protocols are pretty standard, and the pro- and it's probably has uh, improved in the last decade or so. Is um, if a player gets a hit knock, they come off for HIA, and if they fail, they can't go back on. If they pass the HIA test, um, they will have to. They will be allowed to go on, uh, go back onto the field within X minutes. So. And referees are usually quite stern about it. They won't let the player play on if a suspected hit uh, injury or rather concussion has occurred. Um, yes. Anyways, the Rainbow Cup has recently been, been announced. Uh, the Bulls, Lions, Stormers and Sharks, they have officially left Super Rugby and they'll be joining the Pro 12 teams um, to form this Rainbow Cup. Uh, which runs from 17th April 2021 through to 19th June 2021. The format is this. Uh, there will there'll be two pools. Each pool will have two South African teams, two Irish teams, two Welsh teams, two Scottish teams, and one Italian team. Uh, the South African teams will go on three-match tours to Europe, while the European teams will go on one-match tours to South Africa. Um, obviously... We can see that uh, with the Lions tour happening in July, this is probably really good preparation. South Africans playing Scottish teams, Irish teams, Welsh teams, which is uh, countries that will make up the Lions squad. Um, with also the likes of England forming the Four Nation um, family, the Four Nation squad. Uh, the final of this Rainbow Cup will be between the two pool winners. Uh, this will hope to go on a permanent basis yearly. And uh, Rezi Erasmus, the Springboks coach, has said that this is perfect preparation for the Lions tour. Um, yes, so definitely want to watch. Speaking of the Lions tour, Ian McGehan has suggested that the 2021 Lions tour to South Africa is Finn Russell's time to shine. Some people has uh, some rugby supporters has commented that he is just too rash for Lions tours and it's just too risky. Someone like Owen Farrell, Johnny Sexton, George Ford are probably more safer options. And yes, Finn Russell um, may not even get a chance to play. But well, sometimes it is good to be risky. Some people has pointed out that he was the cause that. Resting conceded at one try in the Champions Cup final against the Exeter Chiefs. But we have to keep in mind that Finn Russell created two due to his uh, beautiful passing. So it will definitely be up to Warren Gatlin, the Lions coach, to see. Um, some people have said that Finn Russell can play 10, Owen Farrell can play 12. Definitely an option, a 10 12 combo. That's what happened in the 2017 Lions tour, right? Where um, Johnny Sexton played at um, 10 and Owen Farrell played at 12 so definitely a genuine um, option for Finn Russell to play at 10 however there are definitely a lot of downsides to it next um, Exeter Chiefs coach Rob Baxter and Exeter fly half Joe Simmons has joined the New Year's Honours list 
with uh, Baxter awarded OBE and Simmons awarded MBE. Um, yes, these two were probably the magicians behind Exodus uh, European double last season, winning the Premiership and Champions Cup a decade after they secured promotion into the Premiership for the first time. Uh, yes, definitely brought a real culture. And even as of now, Exeter Chiefs sitting on top of the Premiership. Four bonus point wins, first place. None of the teams really look like bowling them out. It will definitely be tough for the other teams to face Exeter. But yes, definitely a very strong team that Rob Baxter has formed, along with the captain Joe Simmons and the likes of Sam Simmons, Joe Simmons' brother, who plays at eight. Now, the Rugby World Cup 2023 draw has recently been announced at the start of December. With um, I'll just quickly read out the pools. Pool A is New Zealand, France, Italy. Pool B is South Africa, Ireland, Scotland. Pool C is Wales, Australia and Fiji. Pool D is England, Japan, Argentina. Now, uh... The Japan coach, Jamie Joseph, has said that Japan will rely on the underdog status to try and... Yeah, underdog status going into the 2023 World Cup to try and <laughs> bring another upset. Um, he has said to the media, I hope that Eddie Jones thinks we're too far behind to be worried about at this stage. He's got an in intimate knowledge of pretty much everything in rugby, apart from what we do. We're adapting all the time. Um, yes. Uh, uh, Japan upset South Africa in 2015 World Cup in England. They upset Ireland in their home World Cup in 2019. And can they do the triple and possibly do something against England or Argentina? Uh, in the 2019 World Cup, some people thought that Japan won't even beat Scotland, let, let alone Ireland. However... Uh, obviously, they proved their critics wrong, haven't they? Um, obviously, they lost in the quarterfinal, but I think it will definitely be an interesting contest, both when Japan play Argentina as well as England in France in the World Cup in 2023. Um, for, New for the Pool A, New Zealand-France, uh, some people want the opening game of the World Cup to be New Zealand against France. And if the Les Blues can get the job done against the All Blacks, so it will be possibly the perfect opening or the opening ceremony to the World Cup, the best possible start to the World Cup, isn't it? Always a tough one against the All Blacks. Who um, be Ireland, Scotland, South Africa, once again Scotland handed a bloody tough pool. Um, Ireland and Scotland are both tough to bowl out. Andy Farrell's Ireland um, the defending world champions, South Africa, will definitely be a tough ask for Scotland. But yeah, we, yes, definitely not the best pool draw our, uh, Scotland wanted. Uh, pool C, it's kind of deja vu, is it? Wales, Australia, Fiji. Draw, these, these three teams draw in the same pool for the third consecutive World Cup. Um, obviously, 2015, Australia finished on top, 2019. Wales finish on top. We never know, maybe Fiji will finish on top this time. <laughs> but yes, we'll have to 
we'll have to wait and see. This is definitely gonna be a very interesting World Cup. Anyways, um, before wrapping up, eSportive has released the average salaries uh, for starting positions across the Premiership Top 14 and Pro 14. Uh, Premier, for the Premiership, uh, in fact, for all three competitions, uh, the 10s are generally paid quite a lot, as well as the locks. I need some tall timber there, while players like uh, positions like the hooker position, they are usually paid slightly less, to say the least. Um, there's something interesting, tight hit props are paid significantly much more than loose hit props across all three competitions. Not sure what it is there. Uh, sevens are paid pretty uh, low as compared to six. Um, fullbacks in Premiership is paid pretty well, while fullbacks in the top 14 are perhaps maybe a bit dismally. But yes, hookers are still getting one of the lowest rankings to say the least. Um, anyways, before we wrap it up, we'll just see what's coming up for this New Year's weekend. Um, for the Premiership, uh, for the rather for the Pro 14, we have possibly the best game there is Ulster and Munster. Munster with two decent wins in the Champions Cup over, um, yes, what especially that uh, big comeback against Claremont and as well as the, against the Quins. While for the for Ulster, they have two late losses in the Champions Cup um, to Toulouse and uh, Toulouse as well as Gloucester. Uh, what well, they did beat Connect though um, on the on the 28th was quite a uh, in Galway, which is quite a hard place to get a win at, to say the least. Well, top 14 game of the weekend probably Ulster and Munster. They had um, sorry. Claremont Racing 92, probably the game of the top 14. Um, yes, uh, rematch of the Champions Cup quarterfinal. If we look at the Premiership, um, Bristol is playing Newcastle. Definitely, probably the best Premiership game this weekend. Second place versus third place. Wars play Exeter. Uh, definitely a tough team to bowl out Exeter, but Wars came off a decent win over Sale last week, so they'll fancy their chances. Gloucester and Sale. And uh, Leicester and Bath rounding out the weekend of rugby. Uh, definitely um, interesting weekend. I think it sets up for a great weekend. At, uh, yes, and I think I'll wrap it up for this weekend. Um, hope you enjoy the rugby this coming weekend. And we'll see you in the next episode. Happy New Year's, everyone.